queens take over here for changing the game. All female ass kickers giving lumps to you lames. Carolina boss lady giving orders cause she run it like a freaking assassin. You won't even see it coming. Got the Texas sports queen repping Houston for days. She's the voice of freaking reason. Keep you stupid at bay. And lastly, it's the Jester Delaware is a home. Talking crap to Jolie, your brains might get blown. And you know Kat and Kayla both the rep in the South. So you ever disrespect, you might get smacked in the mouth. Three women, one vision, podcast with a mission. Leaving haters so pissed, they be stumbling and tripping. Trust me when I tell you, you don't want that smoke. All female trio will make you lose that hope. It's time, so turn it up, let's get ready to go. It's the Queen's Takeover, ladies, start that show. Once I would like to be able to come on this podcast and just go straight into the positivities and everything, but unfortunately, Uvalde has been weighing heavy on our hearts all week. And Jolie, I think you said you wanted to get the floor first. Yeah. Um, first off, it is Memorial Day weekend. Uh, we do uh, here at Queen's Day Governor. Uh, understand and respect the sacrifices that our troops have lost overseas and that our veterans lose every day. It's what a one suicide every 22 seconds for veterans. So as a country, number one, we need to do better with that. And we thank everyone, even if they lose their lives by their own demons, we salute your service to our country. With that being said, Children should not have to go to schools and worry about it being a war zone. Columbine, 13 killed, 21 injured. That was in 1999. It should have stopped there. Now, that wasn't an AR-15. Those were actually Tech 9s and Uzis that they bought at uh, gun shows. Virginia Tech... 32 killed, 23 wounded. Newtown, 26 killed. And I believe 21 of those were first graders. Parkland, 17 killed, 17 injured. Santa Fe, 10 killed, 13 injured. I would also add Pulse, which was 49 killed. I would also add... The church in Texas, I don't know many how many were killed there, but that was a lot. I've seen documentaries on that one. Las Vegas, over 50 killed. Everything after Columbine, those guns were mainly AR-15 assault rifles, which is basically, as one military person put it, the civilian version of an M4. There is no need in this fucking country that an 18-year-old needs to buy two AR-15s right after his birthday and over a 1,000 rounds and had, I think they said, 30 magazines? 30. Sounds about right. I saw a video today on TikTok of a child probably no older than the ones that just died in Uvalde, go to a tech company and explain to them how to survive a mass shooting. A fucking 10-year-old. Columbine hits close to home because I graduated that year. The year prior, in 1998, there were two school shootings. They weren't that many. I think it was like maybe five or six injured in each. It wasn't, wasn't that many killed. I think it was like one or two. I mean, I'm not dismissing that at all, but it wasn't as big as these ones that I just mentioned. But Memorial Day weekend has a significant meaning for me because the Friday before the long weekend, my school psychiatrist and, and on behalf of the district superintendent called my family 
and said that they wanted to have a talk because they thought I was going to be a school shooter. I want to say something right now. I have been bullied since I was five years old all the way through I graduated high school. I have never once shot a real gun. You might see pictures of me doing cosplay with stage guns, which are airsoft handguns. One which was mocked as an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. icer, and the other was for the Punisher. I've never shot a real gun in my life. I don't believe in guns, to be perfectly honest, because for me, guns are for pussies. If I'm going to get into a fight with somebody, I'm either going to fight with my hands or a sword or a fucking knife, something honorable. A gun is just a fucking coward's way to fight. Sorry, it is. Because, you know, you don't hear about, you hear about people getting stabbed, but you hear about them getting stopped. You, you, you don't have mass stabbings like you do mass shootings. Now, my parents cussed out the superintendent and the man didn't show up to the meeting on Tuesday. I went to my classes as normal. And the following year when Columbine happened, they called in every one of my friends except for me because my parents threatened to sue them if anything ever happened and they targeted me. I have never shot a gun. The closest thing I've ever shot um, is, I guess it's like a, I take that back. I have shot a gun, but it's actually a rifle. And that was only to learn how to shoot a rabid raccoon. But that was for protecting our animals and protecting ourselves because there's a rabid raccoon in our area. Don't know what happened to it. I never had to shoot it. I just learned how to shoot it. I've also shot BB guns and water guns and laser tag guns. I want to shoot paintball guns because those sound fun. Especially if I fight against guys and I just shoot them right in the dick. But we have a gun problem in America. And uh, some people are going to be like, well, it's our second amendment, right? No, they're talking about fucking muzzle loaders, you dumb fuck. You, you basically act like you're jacking yourself off to load up the fucking gun. It's talking about a well-regulated militia to protect our country. I'm sorry, Jim Bob. You're not a well-regulated militia. You're just a fucking redneck dumbass. And for all those people screaming, well, you want to take our guns? No. I don't want to take everybody's guns because, you know, that's your right to be a fucking coward to fight with a gun. I'm sorry. To me, like I said it before, I will always say this. I think guns are cowardly. We don't want to take away people's rights to hunt and to protect themselves. But unless you're fighting a fucking Yeti, which don't exist, you do not need an assault-style rifle that is basically an M4 carbine assault rifle. We want comprehensive gun laws. In 1996, there's a school shooting in Scotland at a primary school. They banned assault rifles. They banned guns in, in general. And it's very strict what you have to go through. I mean, you should see Japan's regulations, what you have to go through. Like doctor's notes, psychological, the police. Make sure you have proper things set up. Like that's actually what you should do to own a gun. But you don't need to be 18 years old and buying an AR-15. You don't need to be buying thousands upon thousands of rounds of ammo. You don't need to be buying high-capacity magazines. That's a red fucking flag right there. And if I was those families, not only would I sue the governor of Texas for making that stupid, well, you can carry whenever the fuck you want once you turn 18. Somebody needs to wheel him in traffic. Um, that should have been a red flag right there. I would, I would, if I was the family, I would sue the, the place that they bought the gun from for not tipping off the FBI because there is no need for somebody to buy thousands of rounds. There's nothing. I'm tired of these mass shootings. I am tired of children dying. I am tired of black people dying. I am tired of Muslims and hell, fucking Christians going to church dying. I'm tired of gay people dying. What's it going to take for comprehensive gun laws? 
Are, are we going to have to start seeing drag queens and trans people being armed to the teeth for you fucking white assholes to give like comprehensive gun laws a chance? Do we need to do what we did back in the 1970s and get the Black Panthers and every black person a fucking gun so y'all white people will clutch your pearls that are fucking racist? Because as soon as they did that, oh, we had bans on guns back then. Reagan signed that shit right into law once you saw the Black Panthers walking around Washington, D.C., strapped to the nines with assault rifles and shotguns. So what's it going to take? I know this is a wrestling podcast, but you know what? Kevin Nash is speaking out about this. He served in the military. He knows what these guns can do. These kids had to be identified by DNA. Because do you want to know what an AR-15 round does to a body? While it enters in small, it makes an orange-sized hole. And to those cops that let those kids die, I hope you lose your fucking jobs. Because there are parents willing to do your job. You even stopped the federal border patrol from going in. You let kids die. I'm sorry, but it's not a mental health issue. It's a how small is my dick issue for the amount of guns some of you need to own. I saw one man take his, his, all of his assault rifles to the police department. He says, I know it's not going to do much, but it's one less gun out there. We're not taking away your guns. We just want comprehensive gun laws. Background checks, red flags, hell, raising the age to own a long gun in fucking Texas, Abbott. You should have done that after Santa Fe. But nah, you got the world's smallest fucking dick for one being one of the biggest states. And I pray to God Beto O'Rourke beats your ass in November. Because if not, I'm going to make a... F- Make a petition to give fucking Texas back to Mexico. Fuck you guys. Sorry, Kat. Yeah, I remember I do live here. Well, you need to change that. <sighs> Just move to New Mexico. It's nicer. Carolina <sighs> looks pretty nice, so at least you're closer to the beach. Kayla, I'll let you go first before I say anything. <laughs> um. First, I want to apologize if I sound a little off. I'm at my friend's house and recording off an iPad with some bunch of noise in the background and have my AirPods in. So hopefully this sounds good. Um, I won't go too much into it, but um, I do kind of agree with Jolie. Um, I really am sick and tired of all the innocent. I, I mean, you know, just like especially innocent kids in school trying to learn. And then all of a sudden, you know, a shooting happens. Um, I will jump onto my story. I'm going to jump back to Columbine. Um, when that happened, I was in sixth grade. No, seventh grade. Sorry. I was in seventh grade. And when all that went down, um, it was terrifying. And what scared me even more is when Cassie, one of the victims parents wrote the book she said yes it came out in our book fair a year um and my my friend that was in eighth grade at the time got the book she said yes and read it and shortly three days after she finished the book someone showed at our middle showed up at our middle school with a gun um he got he got caught before it got out of hand and then another girl read the book same thing happened to her and I'm thinking I want to read this book I want to know more so I'm like maybe it won't happen again third time I read started reading the book finished it someone got caught with a gun in their locker so you know at this point we're thinking this is crazy. So and that I know of no one else read the book, but it's just, it just felt like each time that book was finished, it happened three different times on occasions. Um, I mean, I also agree with Jolie. 
that no 18 year old needs to have assault rifle i mean come on i mean seriously you're not in like she said you're if you're going after bigfoot you don't need it which bigfoot don't even exist well i say it don't people say they do but um heck honestly the only time i think you ever need to handle assault rifle even if you do play the game fortnite you still don't really need to have it in your life i'm sorry um it's it's just crazy about the shootings and i'm sick you know and tired of it as well some something needs to give i don't know what it's going to be change the laws definitely on age or even at a certain age if you they don't have a legit reason why they need that rifle then don't give it to them um you know spending time with my friend for the memorial weekend you know for a kid's birthday and hanging out with her baby and stuff it's just just seeing what some of the crazy stuff going on makes me think i am so glad i'm not raising kids in this world today i'm really glad for that and you know and each and every day I pray for my family, my friends, and, you know, everybody just to be safe. Because anything can happen. You can even go to a grocery store and get shot at, drive by, whatever. And that's what's scary. And, you know, it's, you know, while I was talking to my um, friend's mom, we went to the store real quick. And she said there was a 14-year-old kid that lives in York, South Carolina, which is roughly about 20 minutes where I'm at now shot his mom for what reason we don't know it was never estimated and it's just the fact why and like I said it's it's scary and I just want everyone that cares that I care about safe because if I lose someone close to me because of a shooting because someone was stupid decided to shoot well I might be dying too because I won't get revenge on that person I ain't going down like that. So being true, y'all be safe out there. Be careful. And hopefully we'll get a little bit better. Kat, before you go, I want to throw up one statistic. In 1996, also, well, 96 or 94, Bill Clinton passed the assault rifle ban. It lapsed in 2004. When the assault rifle ban was put into place, there was a 43% decrease in mass shootings. When it was reinstituted and lapsed and they didn't give a shit about it anymore, thank you Republicans, 243% increase in mass shootings. So again, don't tell me that it's all guns. It's We just want to ban on assault rifles. It's not that hard. Okay, Miss Texas. I know you've been weighing this. This has been weighing on you for a while since this is not the first time that Texas has had a mass shooting in the past five years. I think it's mm-hmm. what your second or third? Second. No, El Paso was. Oh, yeah. Fuck El Paso. Yep. Third. And, and that I don't know how long ago the church was. That was in the Carolinas. I think. No, it no, it was in Texas. Okay. I forgot then. I forgot. Anyways, yeah, but even one's one too many. And I'm going to start off by the, I'm going to start off with this because I saw this on Twitter um, yesterday. And I do, and this kind of hit home as well. Our good friend, Mr. Chaos, he lives in San Antonio, which is not too far from Uvalde. And he does have uh, kids as well. He sent out a, a thread yesterday and I, I DM'd him real quick and got his permission so I can go ahead and read this because this is very, very powerful and true. Okay, let me address some things. First, if you hate Texas or the U.S., please get fucked and unfollow me. Yes, this country is fucked, and yes, we still have major fucking problems, but my country and my state can and will be saved. Not by the government, because Lord knows they ain't doing shit. It'll be saved by the people, as it always has been. I am disgusted at the way law enforcement behaved in Uvalde, much like they do in all, other, in all school shootings. You want to change 
you want change, go to town hall meetings in force and make them change. Go to school board meetings and do the same. Stop blaming Texas as a whole for Abbott's piss poor management and leadership. Texas wants him gone. Understand that every person in Texas would have given our lives to protect those kids. I mean, every single person. Yes, we like our guns here and we will and we'll fight to keep them. But no one wants the status quo to stay the same. We want change. Upping the minimum age and training levels to buy firearms is a fucking good start. But again, do not blame all of Texas for shitty government and law enforcement leadership. I want all the cops on scene that day charged with cowardice and dereliction of duty. And at minimum, they should all be fired. Texas wants change. So stop shitting on my state or again, unfollow me or and go fuck yourself. Jolie, I know you said some of that, but I had to reiterate. I had to reiterate it as well. I don't hate all Texas. I just said give it back to Mexico. I mean, we stole it technically. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Yes, I know the America as a whole. We have gun problems. It's been made evidently clearer by the assholes in Austin. November cannot come soon enough. And it's like, Jolie, you nailed it as far as like Beto. I uh, I am praying that Beto wins because in his actions alone within the past week lets me know that he cares about more the people, more about the people than Abbott. When Ted Cruz and Abbott start saying that as soon as somebody mentions stricter gun laws, Oh, people want to politicize a tragedy. No, motherfuckers, you already politi- you already politicized it when you passed your dumbass laws last year. Someone put it perfectly. You care about life after conception and restricting a woman um, to get an abortion and everything, but yet you can't protect the living citizens that are here, that are now. This should have never have happened. Altogether, this has been weighing heavy on my heart all week. Hell, the first person who I thought about was my best friend who lives in Dallas. She is, she's got four kids, but two of them are in grade school. I pray to God that she never has to get that called one day. I pray to God she never has to get that call. Cruz is an idiot saying, like, uh, no, this is not a mental health. I mean, it's like, you could put, but this is not just a mental health issue. These, it's the gun laws. It's the restrictions that need to be put back into place. I don't know how many times I, I don't know how many times I cried and got emotional this week, especially since one, I read one story and everything that a girl had to smear blood on her body and pretend that she was dead so she could be able to walk out. And then a boy interviewed a, a boy who was in the same grade um, saying that he hopes all of his friends have fun in heaven and that they were such good friends to him. This is such bullshit. It's kind of redundant saying this and everything as far as like thoughts and prayers. I mean, thoughts and prayers are not enough. We need action. But we do want to send our prayers to the families and the victims. And I did find out today that a small promotion in, in Uvalde, who considers Uvalde their hometown, um, Next Level Wrestling, they are doing a show free of admission on uh, June 11th, and donations from concessions and everything are going to go towards the victims. Um, if anybody's listening to this that is associated with the promotion, please DM me or... Um, at Texas Sports Queen or DM the show because I definitely want to get involved with that somehow. And then um, Banderosa said in an interview that um, she's auctioning off all her gear that she's wearing tonight to go towards the victims as well because, of course, San Antonio is so close to Uvalde as well. I'm just tired of all this. And it's like, you never know what's going to happen because... It could be the next shooting you hear couldn't, I mean, it may not be at a school because I've told people, I've told a couple of people and everything that I work for a bank, high profile bank. 
I'm not going to say which one. Um, and the center I work in does have security and everything. Who's to say that one person, a customer is going to get pissed off at my bank, go in there with the Uzi and everything or an AR-15 and start shooting up the place. You never know. Bullshit needs to stop. I work at Lincoln Financial Field in the heart of South Philly. I get terrified walking to and from my car. We get told what to do in case of emergencies. Luckily, we've never had to talk about what to do if there's a mass shooting. But I remember when there was that concert in the Ariana Grande concert in England or no, France. England, England. England. And there was a terrorist attack. Um, that wasn't guns. That was just bombs. I mean, not. I'm not saying that's any worse or any better, but the amount of heightened security for that year after Pulse happened, after Las Vegas happened, the amount of cops that we have outside of my job at Lincoln Financial Field is terrifying. Like, I don't know what I would do. Honestly, I do know what I would do. I've already been told by guys in my section. They said, you're taking off that bad damn red shirt and you're running with us. Like They've already told me I'm getting out with them. I know where the snipers sit. How fucked up is that? I go to a stadium and I know where the snipers are. I know where they go up. I know where they walk. I, I shouldn't have to know that. I shouldn't have to know where I can hide. Nobody should have to know that. We are a society that it, it, I'm sorry, America is a society that is obsessed with guns. And I have no clue why. Zero. And I don't, I don't blame video games because I've been playing violent video games since I was about 13 years old. And I'll get into a fist fight before I get into a gunfight. But it's only because I'm fighting for what I believe in. I was playing Mortal Kombat 3 in the arcade, playing Duck Hunt. Shit, Duck Hunt. On my NES. I love that game, though. I love, I did love oh, Duck, Duck Hunt. Duck Hunt's fucking fun. The dog of mocking you is the best part of that game. GoldenEye, when it came up for N64, was one of the first games that you could play on a console like that with a split screen. Doom, Duke Nukem, Diablo. A lot of these games are old, but they're remaking them because they're fucking good games. But we, as an older generation, as the generation between Gen X and Millennials. Um, Remind me real quick, where does that, um, where does that put Kayla? Because she's younger than us. She's a millennial. Okay. Or Or she's a Gen Zer, I think, maybe. She's on that cusp. Like, you are a Gen Xer. I'm on the cusp of Gen X and Millennial. I'm a, I'm a Zillennial or Zennial. It's like, I'm, like, right on the cusp. It's me. But, I mean, like, between school shootings and major world crises, like, we have not caught a fucking break in 40 fucking years. It's like, can we go a decade without major tragedy? Is or Kel, can we go one year without major tragedy? Please, for the love of God. I mean, oh okay, God. yes, I, I get that celebrities have to pass away. Rest in peace, Ray Liotta. I really, really need to go watch Goodfellows. Classic fucking movie. Don't don't think I'm weird, but I've never seen it. You better fucking watch it. It's better than The Godfather. <laughs> I've never seen it either. <laughs> Okay, thank God I'm not the only one. <laughs> oh Lord, I've seen okay. The Godfather though, but I've never seen that one. Look, Godfather is a classic. It's a great movie. It's just long and it's Scorsese. But what do you expect from Scorsese? Okay. Either way, but yeah, I, I just think that it, it's time for us to, you know, focus on 
you know, just, just like you said, changing, changing the laws. We, we shouldn't have to go to work scared. We shouldn't have to go to a mall scared. We shouldn't have to go to a club scared. Kids shouldn't have to go to first grade scared. Parents should have to buy fucking bulletproof backpacks and teach their kids how to carry it. Kids shouldn't have to know how to use fucking scissors to attack their students or the, the possible the gunman or pe- pencils as commercial I saw. Fucking TikTok scared the shit out of me. It was like a Target ad or some shit like that. I mean, not a target ad, but a targeted ad for yeah. school shootings, for gun reform, for gun change. I think it played during the Super Bowl and it just floored you. Yeah. Kids do. There's this poem. Hold on. No problem. It's from, it was from One Tree Hill. And I don't know if this is actually a real. Like, I don't know if it was written for this or somebody wrote this for the show, but it was during a school shooting episode. It says, does this darkness have a name? This, this cruelty, this hatred. How did it find us? Did it steal into our lives or did we seek it out and embrace it? What happened to us that we now send our children into the world like we send young men to war, hoping for their safe return, but knowing some will be lost along the way? When did we lose our way? Consumed by the shadows, swallowed whole by the darkness. Does this darkness have a name? Is it your name? And that that has constantly stuck out to me anytime there's like a mass tragedy this 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 magnitude. And yes, I watched One Tree Hill back in the day. Not for the guys. Oh hell no. I was watching for Brooke. But no. We just need to be better society. And when you've got veterans screaming at the top of their heads that this sh- these guns should not be out there. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's move on to other debauchery and bullshit and wrestling because fuck you, AEW. Oh, my God. What the hell is going on with MJF? I swear. Last 24 hours, he's pissed off a lot of fans. By not showing up to meet and greet that some people actually fly out for. And they booked they booked him a ticket last night to leave Vegas, but he didn't. And then he does show up to uh double or nothing, double or nothing tonight, proceeds to get 10 power bombs from Wardlow, loses the match, and ends up getting stretched out. Kayla. Wait, wait, wait. What? So basically you're saying that Wardlow pulled a Brock Lesnar. And a Bobby Lashley powerbombed the shit out the dude after he was a major heel. And we are surprised by this. I don't care. And I'm going to put this out there. And I, I will let Kayla get to her thing. And I will say this about AEW right now. This will be my one thing I say about this particular because this pisses me off. Number one, if this is any way, shape, or form mocking or making light of or fun of the Naomi and Sasa situation, Tony Khan... I want you to suck the biggest fucking fake dick and then shove it up your ass because that's bullshit and racist. Two, I don't care if you're the biggest fucking heel or not. If people are paying to see you, you don't pull this bullshit. And if Tony Khan was any kind of promoter, because I know damn well that if anybody pulled this on Vince's watch, he would not have had a match. He would have been pulled from the card. Wardlow would have been put into a triple threat for a title shot. And then we could have gone on our happy way, but no, you want to play this out. You want to make this a giant ass work. I don't fucking care. You don't have people pay hundreds of dollars in airfare, thousands of dollars in airfare, travel and hotel to meet this guy. Mm-hmm. Heal or not, you show the fuck up because that is honestly 100% bullshit because these fan fests aren't heel or aren't face. They are wrestlers that people love and respect. Drew McIntyre, at the time of WrestleMania 35, was quote-unquote the heel. I went up to him, and even though it was Roman's big return from cancer, I go to Drew, I hope you beat Roman's ass. Because I love Drew McIntyre. I've loved Drew McIntyre for a long-ass time when he was that skinny little bastard back in the day. To when he moved yeah. to TNA and somehow found muscle and became the fucking Scottish god that he is. I love Drew McIntyre. Don't get me wrong, Roman's 
awesome well too, but I just always felt that, you know, Roman's gotten his WrestleMania moments and Drew's never had the WrestleMania moment at that time. Yeah. So that is all I have to say about AEW. Okay. Um, so Kayla, since you are the resident uh, MJF lover, <laughs> go for it. Oh, screw that crap. Being the resident MJF lover. Uh, <laughs> Wait, you and I, you and I, as the resident AEW fans, have voiced our displeasures about him and everything. But this is a whole fucking new level. So it's like, what's your thoughts about all this, and where where do we go from here with MJF? Is he done? <sighs> I really don't know because I mean yeah it'd be a kind of a you know really screwed up way if they're throwing you know trying to throw it in there like with the whole Sasha Banks and Naomi you know from WWE um but it's just weird you know like Jolie says you go to these fan fest you know even your galaxy cons like you know when I did Chris Detlander she was like $120 and people you know, they spend a lot of money for it, you know, and they want to meet the people regardless. I don't know if you're a favorite or not, because you respect these, you know, wrestlers outside of character, inside of character. Um, I don't know. I just honestly don't know exactly what they're doing right now with this whole, but it's, you know, I just never known him to, you know, not show up at meet and greets, even instead of the point, if he didn't feel like wrestling, he would always show up at meet and greets because he always loves arguing with the fans. Um, I found that out. So some of the... That is an understatement of a lifetime. It's like, I'm sorry, sorry to interrupt you and everything. That's an understatement of a lifetime as far as like him arguing with the fans. No, 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 understatement because it's like he's like the biggest dick (laughs) to the fans. Yeah, I mean, I've I've seen some of his meet and greets before and, you know, and this one kid just comes up and says, and, you know, and he's like, well, why do you want to meet me? He's like, well, because I like you. And he's like, you're not supposed to like me. You know, it's just some of the stuff he says. It's just like, you know, he stays in character and that's why people like him. And, you know, I wish I would have saved it, but there was a tweet somebody had did one time. I was on the wrestling page and they were talking about MJF. And I sat there and said, MJF's probably one of the best best heels in the wrestling world today that i just said on a page he comes back and comments on it and says thank you now shut up i was like okay i wish i would have saved it but it was just funny (laughs) that i got acknowledged by him but i don't know what's going on is this his way of getting out because obviously they're saying that it's kfab now that he got hurt so um is this the way to write him off tv for a while is this his way of exiting it's just it's up in the air. I can't give you, you know, a solid reason exactly why he's not where he's at now. So I don't know. I guess we're just going to sit back and see what happens next or, you know, but hey, congrats to Wardlow and he's finally all elite. So he's really de- definitely deserved it. So. Amen to that. And, uh, well, before I get to my phone, speaking of being all elite now, uh, did, did you see the couple of surprises on Twitter? Uh, yeah, I've seen them. Um, well, it's, I don't know how to... It's got a new name, but Malcolm Bivens is over there now. Mm-hmm. And then we got Athena, which is formerly known as uh, Ember Moon. So, and, and the fact that she's teaming... If we could hopefully have a three-on-three because she's teaming up with my girl, Chris Statlander and Anna Jack. I saw that. I saw that, and I, and I was like, going trios match this Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Yes, please, 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 please." And but yeah, it was like, okay. Oh no, go ahead, because oh, I will say it afterwards. No, I was like, and I was like saying, um, Malcolm. I forgot, like, stuff. I forgot what his name is now and everything. But it's just like him, him actually teaming up with the uh, Jade and everything is really a smart move instead of a. Uh, Instead of uh, Sterling, that fucking idiot and everything. Um, but um, yeah, him te- teaming up with her is actually way, way better. Uh, what is his name? Oh, Stokely Hathaway. Hathaway, there you go. And um, speaking of AEW, oh, Lord. AEW double or nothing. Congratulations to Adam Cole and Britt Baker for winning the Owen. All right tournament 
I was really glad that Britt did because I didn't want Ruby to win. Sorry. She's a newcomer. I didn't want her to win. Oh. Should have been Chris Statlander holding that title. Not Britt Baker. Yeah. yeah but then the belt, once so again, it belt. goes that Britt Baker gets fucking everything handed to her again. So I think it's kind of bullshit. I would have rather have had, even though I know she's quote unquote new, Ruby, you know, has been almost almost a year now with AEW. I believe. I I forgot when. Um, so I won't consider one hundred percent new, but it'd be like if Tony Storm won it. Yeah, she's kind of brand new with the company. So I, I just think that it's like bullshit that the couple, the elite couple, wins. I mean, I'm sorry. To me, that screams what they said they didn't want to do: favoritism. Right. That that's bullshit. You know the Brit. The, uh, and the Bucks and Cole and the Bucks. No, nah. I'm, I'm tired of their friends winning everything. <sighs> but um, getting back to MJF and everything, it's like, it's like they wanted, it seemed like they moved the match first to get it out of the way and everything, just in case, like, I guess in case if you didn't show or whatever, but it's like, this has got to be a way to get them off TV. Uh, the whole being stretched out and injured and everything. This has got to be a whole way to get them off TV and everything. Whether or not they're going to go ahead and end his contract now, I'm not sure because it's like, from what I've heard, Tony's willing to pay him more money, but if he extends his contract and he's and MJF does not want to do that. So I honestly don't know. And part of the whole thing from what I keep hearing and everything is that he keeps getting pissed off. He get, he's getting pissed off that um, the ex-WWE people are coming in and getting more money than him. Shit happens. You want the money when your contract's up? Work your ass off. But it's like he wants it all now and everything. And honey, boo-boo, that's not how it happens. Yeah, but I can understand his point of view, though. I mean, he's been that with the true. company to the, since the beginning. That's like Kayla saying Chris Statlander needs, deserves it to hold the title because she's been there since the beginning. MJF has been with them. He's been with Jericho. He's done again, gone against Jericho. He's been every part of that company since the beginning and i mean you're paying your friends more money and i get it you can't extend a contract right then and there but tony could say okay we we can't do it for this year but you'll get the pay bump as soon as next year starts before we sign your new contract and that would show a sign of faith from tony's perspective but you're not even like you know showing a sign of faith and it's complete and utter bullshit tony does not know how to run this company properly but on a side note hey sammy you kicked your girlfriend's head off (laughs) they've lost they lost the match and now sammy cannot challenge for the tnt title while sky still holds it (laughs) i think that was stipulation yeah but (laughs) that was funny Wait, the little dickhead and his bitch lost? Yay. Yes, and, yeah. and and then he super kicked her in the head. On accident because it's like accident. he was going to he was going to hit oh, he was better. going to kick he was going to kick Kazarian and he moved and he got tie instead. Oh even better. I'm sorry, I don't like those two. I am so ugh. <laughs> like I never even liked Taya Conti when she was in NXT. I thought she was just so full of herself. So her getting her head kicked off makes me feel better. And this is a long-ass pay-per-view because they've still got a shitload of matches to go because haven't even gotten to the tag titles yet. They haven't even gotten to... Uh, Thunder hasn't wrestled yet, has she? Mm-mm. No. No, so it's a long-ass, it's a long-ass pay-per-view. Can, can we talk about the level of trolling that uh, WWE did today against them? <laughs> and someone's like, oh my God, that's so petty. Motherfucker, please. Every other goddamn word out of the elite's mouth is a WWE this or WWE that or making fun of WWE or WWE reference this, WWE reference that. It's like, so what? Oh, no. What? I just lost it, but I saw it on here. I should have screenshot it. I'm on my iPad, so I didn't. Someone quoted and it says, I'm just going to leave this here. Sammy Guevara is more of a heel than MJF has ever even thought about doing. Oh, hell no. 
Oh, 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 when we get to crazy tweets, I even got a better one. It's going to piss both of you off. Oh, 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 oh. I got a, I got a couple too. I, I will we get got, to we got this. Oh, oh yeah. No, 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 no. I got one regarding Sammy. Oh, y'all are going to be livid that even someone thought about this. Okay. <sighs> but yeah, it's like, it's like, oh, well, yeah, it's like their WWE advertisement on a truck in front of the arena. It's like, so what? It's about damn time. <laughs> and they're they're making fun of the fact that they couldn't uh, sell out the the big sports arena. Unfortunately, trying to make money in the bank that big, I understand. Now, if it was SummerSlam, WrestleMania, Royal Rumble, yeah, that would sell out in a heartbeat. But money in the bank wouldn't. So moving them to a, a smaller venue made sense. Also, big time. They also kind of sold out already. Yeah, because it's like they had the the same amount of tickets that they had sold was about the capacity for the arena. So, so I was like, "That's crazy. That's absolutely crazy." Well, let's see. We have Lacey debuting on Raw Monday. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And awesome. also, congratulations to Shandrade for getting married. Yay! Mm-hmm. She looked beautiful. And what the hell? What kind of suit was that with Ric Flair? I mean, come on now. <laughs> Even Seriously. a gay blind man would say, what the fuck are you wearing, sweetie? Jesus fucking Christ, you can't helicopter in anything. It's like two steps. No, it's like two thumbs down. <laughs> it's like someone, did someone, did, did, did one of y'all say, or did I see online everything, something about him stealing it from Seth? Probably. I never said it, but probably somebody said that online about uh, somebody sold Steph's. But you know what? I, I find it sad that, you know, Charlotte is still associating herself with the likes of Nia Jax. I, I think that Nia has become a cancer to the wrestling industry. Uh, her constant negativity uh, the bullshit that she says about Becky Lynch and people come out and say, uh, bitch, you lying. Mm-hmm. The, oh, I know people who have fake cards. Okay. Spill your tea, boo-boo. Nia Jax is like Ric Flair. They both need to learn to shut the fuck up. It was nice to see Finn. Now we know why Finn didn't rush out to save Liv and AJ. He was at a wedding. Yeah, that makes all sense. was at the wedding. And to all the assholes saying, well, why couldn't they have the wedding in America? Andrade's family is Mexican. In this day and age, it's a lot harder for Mexicans to cross the border, even legally. And it's a lot easier for Americans to go down there. Plus, it's nicer down there. Are you fucking kidding me? Where were they getting married? No offense to North Carolina or South Carolina, but you got the beautiful beaches of Mexico fuck off yeah it's like i don't know i don't know exactly in mexico and everything but it's like there's actually parts of the mexico that's actually beautiful i took my hand i, I went on my honeymoon in cabo it was gorgeous but like, even the picture where they're at was fucking gorgeous yeah people are stupid sometimes oh my god unbelievable okay hell in a cell next week can someone tell me why this is the only official matches are only raw so far. Um, it, it's like they haven't really built up anything for on the SmackDown side yet, or even the Unified side yet. Um, I mean, because maybe this is bit, one of those um, raw uh, brand specific pay per views that they used to do. I don't know. They were going back to that. I, I'm just, I'm just saying that maybe that's yeah. the possibility, but. Um, I don't know. I'm, I really don't care. I mean, I want to see what happens. Uh, but I mean, what are they going to build up with Rhonda? Nothing. I mean, right now she's teaming with Raquel. Yeah. Um, you could put Shotzi and Aaliyah in a match because, uh, wait, does Shotzi, are you out of the uh, arena yet? Did you get, get the door unlocked? Yeah, I know she was banging loud enough. That to, was like, funny. Tweet it. <laughs> All right, well, there's well, there's four matches, and only one of them is a Hell in a Cell match so far. That's a big one, but uh, let's see. Let's... Wait, hold on a second. How did that, that end up being a two-on-one match? 
okay, I didn't, I, I didn't watch Friday's yet and everything, but apparently Ezekiel is facing both Kevin Owens and Matt Catmoss. Yeah, Ezekiel wins. <laughs> yeah, I, I, sports and, uh, sports and playoffs and everything got me a little behind on actually watching everything every week and everything. So I, I don't remember. I don't know how this match became a two on one and everything, but Kayla, who do you think wins? Between Ezekiel, Kevin Owens, and Madcap Moss? Yeah, it's like two on one. God almighty. Honestly, had to take. No, it wouldn't be a two on one. Um, well, it says Ezekiel versus Kevin Owens and okay. Madcap Moss. Shit, even though it's two against one, um, I'm going to say it's equal. He's going to come out on top somehow. I mean, there's, or is it the power of Elias you're going to show up somehow? Just like something to just mess with him. <laughs> I you know, know right? I would really like to see that. Like, you know, he's still convinced that, you know, it's still the same person. So um, I would really like, you know, for his equal just to somehow just make Elias's presence there to really throw Kevin off and get the win. So, um, hey, had to choose equal. Sorry, I think he might somehow have some mind games because trust me, he's really doing some mind games now. But although his phone call to his brother about the brothers and it went straight to voicemail, that's kind of a little sketchy there, but hey, right. could be just to throw us off. So Who knows? Yeah, I think he's got yeah, it's like you can't you can't pin a you can't pin a, mat, a loss on him now and everything, but yeah, I, I still say yeah, Ezekiel's probably gonna pull that out. What do you think, Jolly? Ezekiel. Yeah. All right. Speaking of another two on one, I think it's because uh Bobby lost his match the other day, but Bobby's taking on Omas and MVP two on one. Yeah, this one I think Bobby's losing big time. What do you think, Jolly? Yeah, unfortunately, I think almost an MVP get the win. Yeah. Kayla? As much as I'm kind of digging this rivalry a little bit with them, um, I honestly really wish that Cedric would learn the right side and go help Bobby and not MVP and Omos. I mean, seriously, you get your ass beat every time you try to help. So, um, unfortunately, I hate to say it in the wonderful world of Drew McIntyre, Big Ball Bitch is not going to get this one, so I think it's going to go to Omos. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. All right. Now let's actually get to matches that uh, we're actually excited about. All right. So triple threat, Raw Women's Championship, Bianca defended against Asuka and Becky Lynch. Ooh, this is going to be fun. <sighs> Jolie. Uh, Bianca retains. As much, uh, I don't think it, it's gonna. Like I said, the, this is gonna be a rivalry uh, spilling out between um, Becky and Oscar for non-title feud. Um, I mean, they're doing the best they can with with the, with all the rumors that are happening. If this is last minute, if this is supposed to be Naomi, um, then you know I'm kind of kind of pissed that I'm not gonna see Naomi face Bianca. To be perfectly honest. Um, or even Sasha against uh, Bianca. I understand what they're trying to do. They're supposed to care about the tag titles, but um, so I like I like this triple threat. We win as fans because they're just fucking awesome. The mm-hmm. the three of them together in ring. Uh, so, but I still say Bianca retains, and you have Becky. I don't think Becky's going to take the pin. I think Oscar's going to take the pin. Yeah, because Becky has already taken the pin once. I don't see them making her do it again. Right. Kayla? Absolutely love all three of these women in the ring and the fact that they're breaking back Becky going after Asuka by literally just handing her her title when she was pregnant and went out. Um, I honestly think that Becky and Asuka is going to get into it a little bit with each other and just totally forget that it's a triple threat match. And um, um, and I agree with Julie. I think Asuka would be the one to take the pin, get the KOD. Um, but this is definitely one hell of a match, but um, glad to see it. But yeah, definitely 
the EST is going to retain her title because she ain't going to lose it, at least not right now. Maybe SummerSlam, but not right now. Yeah, exactly. I mean, because it's like this match is going to slap. This match is going to slap so much and everything. It's going to be awesome to watch. But yeah, yeah, Bianca can't lose it this damn soon. It's unbelievable. All right. And then as of right now, we only have one Hell in a Cell match. Um, Part three, Cody versus Seth. Let's see. First time, Seth was surprised by Cody's uh by Cody second time Cody got Cody snuck one and got the win on Seth so third time I wonder how this is gonna play out Kayla a resident Cody fan (laughs) well it's gonna be plain and simple hell in a cell probably one of my favorite matches as a fan um but Seth I love you as a heel but I don't love your laugh you sound like a hacking hyena every time you laugh you cut it out please you scare me okay now was Two ass whoopings not enough for you. She got to reclaim another one. So I think that the winner of this match will be no other than our American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes. And hopefully this will shut the book. Cody thought the last two times she had to shut the book. Well, guess what? Seth keeps coming back for more. So mm-hmm. I'll be surprised that if Seth gets the upper hand, which I don't think he will, because Cody's already got two out of three. So more than likely they're going to keep his record because all the matches he has technically, well, he's won all his matches, even though they've been DQ because Seth freaking Rollins can't keep his hands off of Cody. So, um, yeah, Seth, find a new laugh, find some new wardrobes. Um, well, maybe have Rue help you. I think Rue has a little bit more taste than you do. I've seen what she wears. So. <laughs> um, but yeah, and stay out of your wife's wardrobe. Um, also advice: don't wear what you wore at WrestleMania. That ain't Last two times you won it, it ain't gonna help you. It's gonna make you look even more ridiculous. Um, if you want to wear something similar, maybe change the color, just not the same color. Um, yeah, just don't wear the same thing because it makes people wonder did you really wash that from WrestleMania? <laughs> Probably didn't. I don't yeah. know, but anyway, I hate to say it, but uh, like I said, I'll be surprised if Cody don't come out on top, which he probably will. So I think Cody Rhodes is going three for three in this trio. Hopefully, there won't be a fourth or a fifth. Oh, god, no, please, no. If there is, I will personally write WWE and tell them, eh, get out. I, no, let no. Let EDF Wrestling take over because we don't need to see no fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth match between Cody and Seth. Because trust me, three times, three strikes, you're out. Next. <laughs> right. Yeah. Cody's going to get a clean win over Seth this time and let it be done. <laughs> Jolly? Short, sweet, simple. Cody's going to win. Fuck you, Seth. All right. Let's end this on some crazy-ass fun. Who's got a crazy tweet? Uh, I haven't been looking this week, so it's all on you. Okay. Kalo, what you got? Or should I go first? Go first, Kat. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay, Jolly, hold, hold on to your seat. At legit underscore RKO. Tweets out this past Monday. It's so insane that somehow Sammy fucking Guevara, of all people, is ahead of Edge for W-O-T-Y so far. Wrestler of the Year. Well, he says W-O-T-Y. That's the only thing I can think of, Wrestler of the Year. But yeah. Dear Mr. 
at I don't fucking care what your at is. That is the stupidest god awful thing I have ever heard. You've invented a new kind of stupid. Do you understand that? <laughs> a open the cage and let all the animals out kind of stupid. Yes, I'm quoting song lyrics. I don't fucking care. You are a fucking moron. The only thing Sammy Guevara is good at is being a whiny bitch of the year. That's it. Wrestler of the year? I wouldn't even say his edge. Be perfectly honest. Yeah, no, I mean, it's like, no, and everything. But as far as, like, if you're putting them on levels and everything, edge is way above Guevara's ass. Um, All the NXT rookie women are above Guevara's ass. In all honesty, if you want to say who the wrestler of the year is for right now, I'm going to say it's AEW's biggest fucking nightmare. And that's Cody Rhodes in WWE. Kayla, what do you think about that? <laughs> I'm going to make it short and sweet to the point. I would put anybody above Sammy Guevara. I'd put Scorpio Sky above Sammy Guevara, and I can't stand the guy. I would put... Who else is he here? I'd put Seth freaking Rollins before I would put Sammy Guevara. I'd put Corey Graves up there before Sammy Guevara. I would put a trained chimp above Sammy Guevara. <laughs> I would put Jerry Lawler above Sammy Guevara. Must I continue? Nah. And, but... I'm taken. I actually agree with Jolie. Edge may not be the wrestler of the year, but Sammy Guevara is nowhere near as good as Edge. Definitely not from his effing prime. And so... Whatever they spoke and they lost it because no. Get a get a new dealer. But talking about crazy. Alright, what you got? Not really. It says this is from No DQ, AEW News, that someone supposedly said. Will Lospray says hashtag WWE stars aren't real wrestlers, but rather actors. At Will Osprey, you're a fucking gymnast. Sit the fuck down, bitch. Uh, isn't your wife in NXT UK? That's what I said when I saw that. I was like, hello, isn't your wife there? So you're calling her an actor? Exactly. Oh, my God. Professional wrestling, where, no matter where you are, is staged. It is. Because, I mean, don't get me wrong. AEW is not scripted. But they have storylines that they go by. I mean, yeah, WWE don't... Of course, I do see that Vince don't like people using the word, you know, wrestlers in WWE. They're superstars, but... Right. They're not... Look at Orton's back. I don't think he's freaking acting that his back hurts him. Yeah, it's it's not acting. And when I read that, I was like... So you're basically calling your girlfriend or wife an actor because she's in NXT UK, sweetie. I know there was a reason why I really didn't like you anyway. So that kind of um, proved it right there. Right. The only trained actor that I know that is in WWE is Becky Lynch. And I'm sorry, but when she got her face knocked the fuck in by Naya, I injure everybody, I touch Jax. She walked through that concussed has no memory of it yeah that's an actor no stupid fucking dumbass go back to stopping people from wrestling because you want to protect the guys that rape them fucking prick fucking can't stand Wasprey. unbelievable did you say you had another one though or was that it no that was the one i shared okay again uh during the week about whatchamacallit okay and i didn't want to bring it up even more because it kind of just aggravated me Unbelievable. Fucking unbelievable. Ay, ay, ay. All right. Man, that's been a crazy episode all over the place. Kayla, any final thoughts? Other than be safe, and I know we talked about it last episode, but I'm going to go ahead and say it. On June 11th, 
your Carolina boss lady gets to meet two of her inspirations and absolute two favorites of hers on that day and get to see them wrestle in real life. And she's super excited. She can't wait. And that would be Killer Cross and Scarlett Roberto. I am so excited. I cannot wait. Yeah, when we were yeah, when we record on the 19th, we're gonna win all the tea. And it's like I'm no, it's we'll like I, to myself. What the fuck? How rude. I'm, I'm kidding. You might even get the picture after it's been taken. So there you go. But no, I will okay. share all the details because I'll and uh someone that says you gotta be excited. And I'm thinking some guy had asked on a uh, comment on the post because I cross liked it and he retweeted it. And uh-huh. uh, someone goes, Well, tell such and such said hi. And I'm like, I might, I might be in shock because I'm going to be going, uh, 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 uh. <laughs> I probably will be in shock. That's, you know, you guys thought Finn was going to be, you know, hard for me when I yeah. met him, you know, for yeah. the virtual meet and greet. But I think, honestly, if I had to, ch- well, besides Cody, I think Killer Cross and Scarlett's going to be the other two. Is this real? <laughs> So excited. Yeah. So, TikTok. TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like they started announcing um, people who are going to be at StarCast in uh, Nashville, SummerSlam weekend and everything. And it's like I, they just said Scarlett the other day and also Brian Danielson. So so I got I got to wait and see what happens with all that as far as like um, well, getting meet yeah. greets and everything. Well, after I do them, I got Chris Statlander coming up, and then it's like, I cannot stay, spend any more money, because hopefully, because, you know, I'm still saving it, because I got, you know, West Virginia trip coming up after that, to see family, so, but after yeah. that, I was like, all right, I don't care, unless it's Cody, I might have to really think about that. <laughs> right. Oh, man. Jolie, any final thoughts? Mm-hmm. Ah, no, nothing really. Uh, just be safe out there. Um don't even try to do something stupid. Uh, no. Nah, um, just uh, tell people that you love them because tomorrow's never guaranteed. That's it. Amen. And on that note, that's all we have for this episode of the Queen's Takeover. Thank you so much for joining us. Tune in next time as the takeover continues. Y'all have a good one. <laughs>